so Patrick and I, uh, when we notice something about one another, yeah. uh, or anyone else that's around us, we'll use the term um, breaking the glass. Like, oh, you just broke the glass for me. And it okay. comes from that episode of How I Met Your Mother. Did y'all watch that show? I did. I did off and on. Yeah. Okay. And it's the episode where they all are noticing the quirky things about their friends um, about one another in the friend group that gets under their skin, oh. and but then they can clearly name what it is. Oh, it's one of those once you see it, you can't unsee can't. it kind of things. Yeah. Yeah. So, oh, what episode yeah. of the podcast are we on? I believe this is episode twenty-eight. Okay, so on episode twenty-eight, we've been doing the podcast long enough that I feel like there are maybe some moments to break the glass for one another on <laughs> the things that just show up that the, may be annoying, may just be quirky, or yes. just unintentionally there along the way. I think it's worth mentioning. uh, Speaking of which. I was just going to say, I think it's worth mentioning that it's episode 28 for y'all. And for me, it's like episode like, Maybe like 10, 15, somewhere in that range. So uh, Excuses. Minor, minor There's maybe. still glass to be broken okay. on yes. you. Don't worry. <laughs> and and uh, going back to it, Daniel. Yes. To break the glass on you, you have a favorite phrase. And it's along the way. Along the way. Now that we're okay. naming it, everyone's going to hear it. Over oh, and over, you and you're gonna hear it. And podcasts and so many <laughs> yeah. things. You're gonna yeah. say so it. So sometimes, you oh. know, like when you're working with people, it's natural to like pick up the those like little catchphrases. And one of mine slipped into a prayer of yours a couple weeks ago. Oh yeah. Um, and mine is. Um, uh, what do I say every At time we get into the benediction? And, and now go. Yeah. And now go. Yeah. Slipped into one of your. Uh, prayers oh nice. and i was like yes but it's not even it's not even just the words and now go it's like you say it i like i think if i were to sound by like actually grab a sound clip of every uh-huh. single time you say it it would be like the exact same inflection the same pattern. speech pattern it's, yeah and now go like there's yeah, a little space exactly. and the inflection's the same I every single time prep people that you're finally about to get out of here <laughs> people are like oh, oh I'm so it's like a moment of now. warmth and joy in their souls when they hear me say it there you go For, and probably a snap back to like oh I, I've totally been zoned out <laughs> <laughs> for some in a flashback yeah. to last week they can go tell me where to find tell me where to find the exit and, and they uh-huh. now know they're getting ready to, That's to right. head that the way and now coming. go the exit's coming yeah. so uh, so what's what's yours Melissa Daniel what, what's Melissa's well, I don't know. We're going to get to hers in just a second. I want to keep her in suspense a little longer. Oh, long. okay. And, and so, Kiefer, you are newer, oh, right? No. Yes. <laughs> um, but, but there is this thing that, that we're going in. So those of you who don't haven't seen sort of where we podcast, we sit around this large table together mm-hmm. so that we can see each other, so that we can be engaged, so mm-hmm. that we got any notes that we've got, and, and just kind of have this conversation. And, and there are times... When, when we kind of plan out the theme for the day and what we generally want to hit, but we don't script anything no. for this, no. right? It, it's it's a very intentional conversation. Yeah. But because you are in a room with some dominant personalities. <laughs> and seasoned Such public speakers. Nice like <laughs> seasoned people who speak for a living. We're not in front of anyone. Also I know, but big <laughs> mouths. Um, yeah, there's some big mouths in the room. Let's just say that. Uh there are times when we get going and don't know when to shut up. Yeah. Right. And we have to. We're like, oh yeah, we got to get Kiefer in here too, and so we have to stare at you. We just and, stare yeah. Kiefer down as I'm, we're talking, like, trying I'm to make to ourselves up. shut you up. You say something, <laughs> make me shut 
no. I'm really glad y'all are placing that on you because in my head, it's just that it takes me like 10 minutes to formulate like a response to something that y'all moved on from like seven minutes ago. So like y'all have these like little turns of phrases and pastoral sayings and I always feel like I'm just like derp, derp, Do you like derp. how we tried to put that back on us? I'm like, oh, I'm uh-huh. glad you put it on us. No, no, no. You get to just jump in there and you are also an extrovert. So you're an external processor just like the rest of us around this table. Yeah. My processing yeah. has a lot of like ums and likes and That's all the okay. I trip over my words more. That's why I You I got know. some ums and likes along the way? Ums and likes a lot. Along the way. <laughs> along the way. That's that along is Along the way, what do I do? What what I love oh, yeah. is, okay. and, and it's tied to what we talked about just a minute ago uh-huh. with your little, the, and now go, uh-huh. right? That is the same uh-huh. every time. Yep. And now go. You cannot and now go Benedictus in the podcast or in worship without staring everybody <laughs> in the eyes. It's like, I must make real life, human yes. to human, soul to soul contact right. with somebody in, in order to send us forth into the world to be God's people. And I've been deeply tempted a number of times to just close my eyes and go like this, uh, cover my eyes with my hands to when you're in the <laughs> midst of that, just, just to see what would happen. Yeah. Although I couldn't see what uh-huh. would happen, but um, yeah. It's kind of like a rotating fan sometimes. Like, you go, you, ha- you can't stare at it's- just one person either. It's like, you have to go back and forth. It's me, and then it's Daniel, uh-huh. and then it's me. Like, yeah. with the rhythm of, like, what you're saying. Yeah. And, yeah, we could totally mess you up, too. <laughs> you're really So this good. Sunday, in the Vine, nobody look at Melissa. <laughs> She'll feel so... I will feel so we'll, we'll, we'll know We'll know who listens to the podcast. That's right. If they just or keep up no with it on contact. a consistent basis. That's yeah. true. Yeah, in their family, up to this week. Isn't there some, somebody in the 1050 service that likes to mess with y'all sometimes? Yes, there oh, is a family. Yes, absolutely. on the front row, yeah. Front yeah. It would be really good for them to, like, if you're ever preaching, that to, like, and give you the give, like they'll, if you, you will look at them at some point. So they can it's find some true. way to mess with you there. You Thank know who you. you are. You know who you are. I feel like you've just encouraged other people I did. to be like, other people mess with the pastor. Right. I like to stir the pot. We can make pastor. facial expressions and see I'm what happens. very talented at stirring the pot. That's what I do. So this week on the podcast, staring at one another. <laughs> Gather Grow Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Jess Kiefer. And this week on the podcast, we will be staring at each other. That is what we are doing. <laughs> Actually, Why? Well, because we are continuing <laughs> our bonus tracks episode. We're not benedicting the whole time. Oh, okay. Um, but we are continuing this bonus tracks episode. And this week, our song is my song. And it's called Brother. It's put out by a group called The Brilliance, which, again, is CCM adjacent. Um, yeah. And... and the mantra, this sort of piece of the song that shows up over and over and over again, is when I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother. Hmm. I see my brother. And, and and the reason I picked this song and the reason this song speaks to my soul so much is that it's that simple chorus. Jesus tells us over and over again not just to love our friends but to love our enemies, right? And what this song gives to me is an embodiment of how we do that, right? How do we begin to even dream uh, of loving people well who make us nuts, right? And it's taken that moment to be willing to be connected and vulnerable enough to actually look people in the eye and, and not just see 
who they present to be and not just see, you know, their opinion on X, Y, or Z, but see their soul and see their heart. Yeah. Um, so I love this song. The brilliance, the music is fantastic. You're going to hear it in a little bit. The musicianship is amazing. The lyric is gripping. The The version you're going to hear ha- has uh, a moment where a guy named Propaganda drops in. And Propaganda is a Christian spoken word artist. We were, Kiefer, you and I were debating earlier whether whether it's rap or spoken word or what. It's, it's hard to He's put it. He's got a, a real distinct kind of stamp. Like yeah. the way it doesn't necessarily feel like what you would think of the, the second you think of rap, but it, it's also not just poet. Like it's very woven into the music. So it's sort of his own little brew of poetry and rap kind of mixed together. I don't, I don't really understand it, but he does it really well. He does. So. It, and it's beautiful. And the thing that I love, there are several versions of this song. So if you YouTube it or Spotify it and you find brother by the brilliance, you may find one that is predominantly just this mantra. There's really only one verse and chorus in this mm-hmm. thing. Um, that doesn't have propaganda's thing dropped into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that can be powerful. It can be holy. It can be something that connects you and deeply reminds you of the power of looking into the face of your enemy. But what I love that when we drop prop in here is that he fleshes out yeah. why, what that looks like, and, and, and sort of the emphasis behind it and the potential outcome of it, mm-hmm. right? Uh, he, he pushes us to a place that, that not only says and affirms that when I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother, which on its own is an incredibly profound affirmation, right? Right. You think if humanity could do this, how remarkable and how much different would life be, right? If we could live that. But, but then he begins to, to just drop into the very specifics um, and, and gives us a fleshing out uh, of what some of that looks like and what it can mean. And so I want you to take a minute to, to give it a listen here for a few seconds and, and pray that it might speak to your soul just as it speaks to mine. And man, I guess I just needed to understand myself much better. Fight the right fight, get that vision much clearer. And the things I can't stand in me, they keep landing me in predicaments that would make me be a hypocrite. I was the stand in judgment. Yeah, I know our melanin and fight very the various gradients. This great planet of ours carry. And it's such a wonderful picture, a colorful concoction. Let them tell it I would have missed it. It ain't a prison, it's a prism. And I'ma stand with you when they trippin' in your town. Come on, and I know all lives matter, but I'm focused on yours now. You're tiring these pitchforks. Boy, I saw the sign. Cause what's coursing through your veins is the same. So are y'all familiar with Tizé? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so, you know, southern France, it's an actual geographical location, but there's also this operating monastery there, and they have a very specific kind of music that's come out of Tizé and out of that monastery that's just called 
to Zay music and it's very repetitive. Mm -hmm. And so when um, I first heard this song, I didn't hear the propaganda version. So I just heard it with the chorus and the one verse and it's so repetitive that even though it has um, modern accompaniment of of musicianship, of, of the music and the way it's layered and played out, I couldn't help but think about um, mm. that to Zay kind of music. Well, and that, the, I had not made that connection before, but uh-huh. now that you make that connection, it makes all the sense in the world to me yeah. because there are very few things musically that are better to my soul than a good hour spent with to Zay, right? I mean, one of the beauties <laughs> yeah. of Perkins School of Theology was uh-huh. it introduced me to to Zay. And, and, you know, I, as I sang with the seminary singers during that time, there were some times when, you know, I had to go to work and I couldn't sing in chapel. Mm-hmm. But anytime it was to Zay thing, I, I told the church, I'm like, sorry, I'll be there an hour wow. later than I'm supposed to be because I got to be here. And, you know, the whether it's Jesus, remember me when you come yeah. to, you know, just that repetition. And it is sort of a holy, almost a sung meditation kind of thing uh-huh. um, where the more you engage and enter it, the more it just grips your soul and you begin to move farther and farther into that holy, holy place. Kiefer, have you had much experience with, like, Tizay music I, and that kind of... I haven't, but I've, like, I mean, in school, like, we did, I was in choir all throughout right. it and stuff, so, I mean, I've sung a lot of different, like, uh-huh. kinds, and the repetitive stuff is always a very uni- unique experience to sing. Yeah. Because it's very... What's um, it like to sing it? Like, from that kind of, like, y'all both have that experience <laughs> of actually singing it in a choir-type yeah. setting. Well, honestly, the, actually, the closest thing I can really maybe think of that I did wasn't in a choir setting. It okay. was um, at an event where part of the part of the introduction of it, or it wasn't the, the introduction, but part of what we did was we just all sang the word shalom. Mm-hmm. And it's and it started with just the main person singing on just a one note shalom. Yeah. And then people would join in. People would kind of start harmonizing. It was a big room and stuff. And then we it would just grow and kind of ebb and flow like on its own. There was no form mm-hmm. or structure to it. And so it was just the one word over and over again. And that was a really... That, that to me is, is just kind of the, you, you go, you have such a different internal like experience with that because it's so, you're doing this one thing all together with, with the outside world and it's almost like you feel a deeper connection and a deeper like understanding with people around you because you kind of understand that you're having very similar, if not the same kind of journeys internally about what you're trying to figure out just by singing a word over and over again. Yeah. It's I don't even know really how to put words to so, this. It's just, it was super cool. I love that that's where you took it because it's actually, you know, this kind of repetition is used in liturgy very intentionally. So those no. things, so like, you know, here in our traditional service, every first Sunday of the month, you're going to encounter the same liturgy, which is the liturgy of communion. Um, And we do the same exact one every time. Um, And sometimes it's used in these kinds of tese, repetitive um, verses. And the point of this ancient Christian spiritual practice is that the more that our brain can kind of just go on autopilot of saying the words of even saying something like the Lord's prayer or singing over and over again. When I look into the face of my enemy, I see my brother, I see my brother is that it actually allows our soul to begin to do the work of asking the deeper questions. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I feel like that was perhaps part of your experience in a room of shaloms. Mm-hmm. Or I wonder, Daniel, if you, in your time with the seminary singers, if 
if singing that to Zay music didn't allow for your soul to maybe not even have a journey of words, maybe sometimes of words. Yeah, but... it, it really has. It's often more that space where you just, the veil feels thin, right? Yeah. yeah. Between, uh-huh. between here and God. And, and the, you know, we talk about the spirit be as close as your very breath, right? Mm-hmm. It feels very true and real in, in those moments. And, and, you know, it, it just, you know, I've sung this song a thousand times. I know this song. I've experienced it in concert with the brilliance. And, and it was one of those, it was in concert with them that this song gripped me most fully, right? Mm-hmm. I've sung it in church before. Mm-hmm. I've sung it outside of church, but with them, it, it really gripped me. And, and now I get why. Yeah. I mean, cause the lyric is aimed at a, the true reality. When we stare into the face of our enemy, we see our brother. Yeah. Right if we dare to take the time to truly look into the face of our enemy. And we have this profound eye-driven soul-to-soul connection, and yet the way they've structured the music in its own brilliant way is you get the lyric-driven soul-to-soul connection based in physical lived reality and the music-driven soul-to-soul connection of Tizay, of repetition, of that we're in this space and there's this unifying sort of holiness presence in 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 that time that um and and so yeah now i'm thinking that that david gunger is all the more brilliant um because of the way this is i mean because you you, i did used to go like it's a pretty like egotistical title to pre band (laughs) (laughs) but i've heard is kind of i've heard them explain it a little bit before but it was it yeah it was a little i used to be like the brilliance really that's like full of yourself i don't know right right um but there is that. Have you all seen? I mean, it, it made a huge impact probably three, four years ago, um, but it's still around and it still uh, surfaces. And, and we may link it in, in the in the notes for in this. The show notes. In the show notes to mm-hmm. the extent that we have them. We do. Um, we can. We do. The I write show the notes. Description. You do. <laughs> the description. The YouTube video put out by Amnesty Poland. Now it's become obvious that Daniel's never had to write the show notes on the, <laughs> <laughs> on the podcast. Fair. Um, Sorry, okay, YouTube I, video. <laughs> YouTube video from Amnesty Poland, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they did an experiment where they took people from all sorts of places in the world, people who would confess a um, hatred at the strong end, strong dislike at, at the light end okay. uh, of people from other places, right? People um, who, you know, from just places in the world where life and its political realities had to cause them to be enemies. Right. And they made them stare into each other's eyes for four straight minutes. And in the beauty of the video. video. Yeah. yeah. Isn't it I mean it's it's beautiful because if you if you watch, you know, and I think four minutes doesn't sound like very long. But that's a long no, time. It's long. Yeah. I mean, that's like seven Melissa benedictions. Um, <laughs> Something like that. And hers are pretty long. Hold on. That was uh. Some of them are longer than four minutes. I don't know. And now go 10, 11, 12. No. Uh. no. So four minutes is a long time, right? Yeah. And and yet they take these people who didn't know each other before but have this, this almost embedded bitterness toward the culture that the other person represents. Mm -hmm. They've lost someone to an act of war or terror prompted by the other person's group. 
or whatever. And, and But they make them stare at each other in the eyes for four minutes. And if they hold true for the whole four minutes, they make this progression from hostility to sort of the in-between, man, this is awkward and weird, mm-hmm. to really beginning to see each other. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> to ultimately to a place where many of them are moved to tears. Mm-hmm. Because I think in that moment they see the soul of the person across from them and can no longer hate them the same way. The eyes are the window. And in that same moment, see their own soul a little more fully and what sparks that hatred and grouchiness and uh, that lives and breathes in them, right? Yeah. It, that that video is powerful. And, and the thing that um, I actually discovered that video, but at the same time I discovered the song. Uh-huh. And, and so okay. the, the so two they, just, they I can't sing together. this song without thinking. thinking Have you ever actually go. done that experiment with someone, Daniel? The full four minutes stare at somebody you hate? Yeah. Peace? Or well, maybe um, not even like in our case, like right. hate. <laughs> but Jesus like, said you, not to hate, and so <laughs> I don't. You know, haters gonna hate, but I'm not a hater, so <laughs> it's all good. Uh, <laughs> we want. I that. have no enemies. Uh, uh, so, but have you just stared into someone's eyes, a stranger's eyes, or someone you know's eyes for four, even April's eyes for four straight minutes? Oh, wow. You know, I don't know that I've done it for four straight minutes before. There, There is a point, and I, it'd be interesting to track it, but I think somewhere around 60 seconds, you know, you just, the first wall is broken down, uh-huh. right? And you either bail or you keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but I've never, to my knowledge, done it. No, they so made when, us do it at annual conference one year. Oh, stare okay. into the eye of the person sitting next to you. Yeah, but I think they only did it for a minute. I don't think it was four minutes because okay. well, I was there. Okay. I and actually, I just, I say that. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say, I, I have a friend, a close friend who did it in, in a psychology class, uh-huh. like at UTA they did it. And oh. it, they, the lesson was like about like falling in love or something like that. Uh-huh. And then they had like the students. It was a real, she was, I remember her telling me about it and I thought it was a weird lesson. But now that I remember, she did say like, she, there was like the whole room kind of would talk about it afterwards. And it was very much like they felt closer to these people even though they hadn't spoken a, a word really to each other like after doing it I think they did it for like four or five minutes as well like they did the longer kind of version of it I've only done the 30 second 60 second whatever it was version of it which is sort of like dipping your toe in like by the end of it you're like wait I want to know more but you're like oh good thing we're done <laughs> I mean you know? like it's really one of those things where like you don't realize how long it is because like uh well it's even funny because have you, when was the last time you sat down for just five minutes of silence? Mm. Um, that's a practice yeah. that like I try and do as a, as a spiritual practice. Yeah. And in that being fully present to the moment and fully present to where God is in the moment. Yeah. Um, and it's funny that all this comes up today because, you know, we just moved out to Glen Rose for Patrick's job and, um, so we, we're, we're just now getting back into normal rhythms. And so this morning was the first time that I've kind of been able to get back into a morning rhythm where I have that time built mm. in. And I was like, you know what? Instead of 10 minutes, I'm just going to go five minutes. And I thought I was sitting there for 30 minutes, just sitting by myself in my house for five minutes. Felt like 30 minutes. But then you add in that layer of having to stare into someone's eyes for Four minutes. Yeah. It feels like an hour passes, um, and I can remember that 
experience so clearly. Um, I did it no surprise when I lived in the hippie house of the Susanna Wesley <laughs> house. house. Uh, when we we would gather with all the other houses once a year, and we did that practice, and it did feel like getting kicked into the deep mm. end. We didn't have a warm up of thirty seconds or a minute. It was right. a straight stare into this person's eyes for four minutes and it mm. wasn't ever with housemate to housemate it was you know different houses and stuff and um the woman that i stared into her eyes she was actually from virginia who had come down it was the first time i'd met her and i felt like we had been longtime friends by the time it was over mm. and i wonder to this day um her and i still keep in contact and I wonder if we hadn't been partners that day. If you mm. would. Yeah. If we would. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. It, it does open you up um, to people who... Which is another Brilliance song. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Which is a very good Brilliance song. It, it seems like we sang it in connection with somebody's one sermon to preach this we year. We did. I, I it was... Uh, I think it was uh, you. It, it, it was you. <laughs> yeah. Oh. If you're catching a theme, I like their stuff. Um, the... Uh, but there is that opening that happens, that opening to, to people you would be generally open to have a relationship with, but mm-hmm. also an opening to to all of humanity. And and, and I think what happens in, in that place, even though I haven't gone the full four minutes, yeah. is that you see the innate humanity in, in there. In, in, in propaganda's middle section here, right? I'm Which so is, glad you went there because uh, I was actually about to say you chose propaganda. So tell us more we why. We gotta like get to propaganda. We gotta yeah. get yeah. to propaganda. And so just for a little clarity, you know, the the brilliance folks are about as as Caucasian as Caucasian people can be. Yes. Um. And, and when propaganda goes on uh, tour with them, he he. What was the quote? You saw him on two or two. We both did, yeah. yeah. He, he said, like, I'm just going to, like, you know, acknowledge the fact that, you know, these bands have when a When I very... tour with Gunger, I tour, <laughs> when... you know, it's the tour of the whiteness or something. I mean, there is so, some line he just knew. He just knew that much of the brilliance and much of Gunger's following are, you know, the contemporary kind of white Christian services that are, that's just the the numbers right. prove themselves. Yeah. And so he, what he called attention to him was like, this might be a little different than what you're, you know, used to. And I'm, and so let's just all have a good time let's together with it. Lean in. And if I make you uncomfortable, it's okay. Know that, yeah. that it's all good. Um, yeah. So, I mean, he, he has this moment, um, in, in the midst of this, where this, the lyrics begin, where he names the profound unity that we have in spite of all the things that normally will, be labeled as our division things, yeah. right? Um, and so he, he says, I know our mel- our melanin, it might vary. The variance of great radiance that this planet of ours carries. And it is such a wonderful picture, a colorful concoction that tell, that them tell, whoa, sorry. Uh, a colorful concoction that I would have missed if it wasn't a prison, but it's a prism. Mm-hmm. Right, it's not a prison. We're not prison imprisoned to our differences. Mm-hmm. It's a prism that God brings light and beauty in the midst of. And so He says, "I'm going to stand with you." When when people are tripping in your town, and this is the the place where you know, Prop says, "If I make you uncomfortable, know that yeah. that's okay." That this is intentionally evocative, and in, in giving given our time and place and giving the subject matter of really naming that if I'm going to stare into the face of my enemy and see my brother, we sometimes have to be willing to go places 
We have that, to be able to encounter. Yeah, we have to encounter. And, and, and so what he's saying, he's like, um, he says, I'm standing with you when they're tripping in your town, and I know all lives matter, but I'm focused on yours now. Yeah. Mm. I highlighted. We can't do that yeah. if we're not willing to stare into the face of people who are different from yeah. us. Yeah. Right. I, hired, I I highlighted those lines of when they're um, when they're tripping in your town, and I know all lives matter, but I'm focused on yours now, yeah. uh, because I think that's something we see. If you turn on the news, it doesn't matter what channel that you turn it to. Right. We see that there are certain groups being lifted up. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, sometimes we see that as a negative thing, and sometimes we see that as a positive thing. Um, and sometimes we want to lean back into that, um, but all lives matter. And I love that he acknowledges that. Yes, I know that all lives matter, but I'm focused on yours right now. Um, and I think that's uh, something we also see in the biblical scriptures time and time again on groups of entire peoples and sometimes on just the one person right the the one in the 99 right so you know jesus is never going to deny that all people matter but there's moments where he has to focus in Mm. on the one sheep on the Mm -hmm. syrophoenician woman on um on uh peter needing to get it figured out right right? um and then there's other times where you know god God's entire arc and entire plan for all this was for all people to be brought in. But there's a moment where the Israelites are being highlighted over and over again. I don't know about y'all, but I don't know if there's a single Israelite in First United Methodist Church, Cleburne. Most likely not. Right? But yet, just because they're highlighted doesn't mean God was diminishing our goodness. Right? right? It's just those moments of you need to be focused on. And I think that when we see those groups being highlighted, especially when we want to push against that group, um, we have to ask, what does it look like to stare into their face? So we had an amazing conversation in Bible study today. We are just a little inside baseball here. We're about 40 minutes behind schedule recording the podcast today mm-hmm. because of me and because of Bible study. But we, we closed Bible study today, and, and I can't remember how we got here from Daniel, but we did. Um, oh, Not you, Daniel, but Daniel in the Bible. Daniel, Daniel Bible. in the Bible. Daniel on Daniel. This whole our, Daniel on Daniel thing can get a little confusing sometimes. <laughs> it can. It can. Uh, but what we were talking about is the visions Daniel had and how they uh, cast a, a vision of hope for the kingdom of God that is mm-hmm. coming in the future, right? Yeah. Yeah. And yet, as people who walk in the way of Jesus and who believe in the divinity and revelation of Jesus, Jesus says the kingdom of God is at hand, right? right. And so we now live in this both-and reality where the kingdom of God is at hand and yet something we still long and hope for to more fully come into being and more fully be recognized. Because we look around and notice that things aren't exactly as we would dream them that they might be and that as God might dream they would be, mm-hmm. right? And so I encouraged folks to be able to name those moments where they had experienced the kingdom of God at hand, Mm -hmm. right? And that got us into this place where, yes, we're tempted by our TV, regardless of the network that we're tending to follow, or by our social media, or by even just the innate grouchy people we drink coffee with, right? Because sometimes (laughs) it's from those folks, to, to name all the places where the negativity lives and to paint with some pretty broad brushes yeah. other swaths of humanity 
And yet, those kingdom of God revelations happen in the particular, not in the the, mm-hmm. the big picture. Right? right? They happen, you know, we can experience the power of the kingdom of God at work. We can experience God's transforming action in us and in our neighbor when we're able and willing to meet our neighbor where they are, not to fix them, not to change them, but to know them, mm-hmm. right? Um, and, and we just had a beautiful conversation. I did not take us there. I knew we were going here on the podcast. I did not take us there, but yeah. I was sitting there going, yay, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, because... Raising a hallelujah. Raising a hallelujah, amen. <laughs> this one's not cold and broken. This is the absolute center of the cinnamon roll. Um, if you have not Sunday service, go back and watch if the you're confused, sermon. Yeah. <laughs> right, if you're confused, check out the sermon. Hashtag sermon plug. Oh. <laughs> Is this is this week week's episode sponsored by Daniel Sermon? Absolutely. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, guess so. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, don't expect like a check in the mail. That's what. Right. Yeah, that's actually, I, this is <laughs> like part of my job, so I actually will expect. <laughs> <laughs> don't expect an extra check. This is not. Yeah. There's not the end kind sponsorship will Great. come on Thursday when. Um, we buy cupcakes for my birthday. Um, or I buy cupcakes for my birthday and share. You're not going to buy cupcakes for your birthday. I was going to say, what? That's, you know, why not? Judy won't let you, okay, first well. off. <laughs> anyway. Um, In case anyone out there is listening so before Chris, you bet Thursday. We are coming on Thursday <laughs> to get Mom's Kitchen cupcakes. Just Ooh. know. Um, and so, the anyway. But in Bible study, we had this moment where the, the group brought us to this place and named the beauty and the power and the particularity of, you know, whether it, it's somebody who leans more progressive and gets to know somebody who's more conservative or somebody who, who didn't grow up in a community with, with people of different racial background or history than them. Or right. even in the, the conversation of our day, at least in the United Methodist Church, on inclusion of LGBTQ folks, right, mm-hmm. in the full life of the church. Uh, they were able to name, I think, with powerful um, wisdom and beauty that when they got to know somebody in the particularity of their life, mm-hmm. it changed the way and spirit in which they had the broader conversation because of the particularity, right. right? Because when they looked into the face of someone else, they were able to see their brother rather than their enemy, their sister mm. rather than the person they are out against or, or they are against or out to get. Does that yeah. make sense? Yeah. And so it was profound and beautiful. And I think that's what's wrapped up in what uh, propaganda's talking about here, right? Mm-hmm. So when propaganda says, when when people are tripping in your town and people are going nuts in your town, I know all lives matter, but I'm focused on you mm-hmm. right now. He's saying, I see you, I hear you, and I am here for you, regardless of what camp or category the world wants to put you in. Yeah. We're transcending that and moving much deeper and much more local to a real life place. Yeah. You know, I'd, I'd be remiss if I didn't bring up, I mean, we, this is first and foremost, the, the podcast for our church, the, in, in right here in Cleburne. And, uh, I have the pleasure on Wednesday nights of being a part of the prayer service that we have. That's really yeah. a phenomenal kind of very unique service, by the way, too. That's just a really cool part of this community. But the, uh, I think it was two weeks ago, um, Cleburne kind of had this phenomenon happen where a very rather large immigrant family um, from Mexico had came into town and is kind of being roomed uh, in a place that in a, in a small house that really there's just like no not even close to enough room for the whole family and 
Um, they have a whole backstory and history of things that they've been that they escaped from from yeah. from the border. Lots of yeah, just, seeking asylum. Yeah. from cartel violence and right. And things. and there was a Wednesday night prayer service two weeks ago when the the week this, that they came that um, there was a particularly grounded sense in the room of 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 that love and action thing that you're talking about like when propaganda is talking about i know all lives matter but i'm focused on you now there was there was a particular sense that night of just like okay this has gone beyond any form of politics any form just because i mean the border is you know a huge thing discussed by everyone right now and it Mm -hmm. became it, it it there was this such this sense of like we left the Lot, the logical debating of, of whatever like it's an issue thing and we and we entered this realm of like okay there's people in a house two blocks from here that like need our help what are we going to do and it was this it was a really really um i think it was vance castles that was that brought it up and was speaking about it but the but i mean the the whole room kind of could feel the like what do we what do we do about that there was sort of a, a helplessness that turned into like a Okay, well, we're gonna figure something out. We gotta like pull together to do this, and it just left the realm of gross politics. That, I mean, I was yeah. I was a kid in the 2016 election. That was my first election. So <laughs> the, when I see people leave the like, I just I hate watching like the the, the debating and the fighting and the, yeah. and everything. How gross it can get sometimes. And so when things leave that realm and just it becomes you know, okay, but what? But really, wh- who's right in front of me, and what am I what am I gonna do to love them and and help them? I really appreciate that, and I appreciate that in prop- propaganda's lyrics, and I appreciate that in Cleburne at this church. So that's something that's happening for us right now. Mm. It, it is beautiful when it happens. Yeah, and it's always so powerful to watch it happen in front of your eyes, you mm-hmm. know. And and when you experience it, it, it changes the way you'll forever, you right. know. Mm. Even if you don't actually stare into someone's eyes for four minutes, if you experience that moment of there are 20 people who need our help right yeah. now. There yeah. is this very particular thing. There is this person that is crying out for my help. What am I going to do? It, it changes mm-hmm. the way you'll look into their eyes um, yeah. for now on. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> and I feel like I have to just bring it up. You know, we've kind of hit propaganda's first chunk. Um of a spoken word rap that happens, but there's also one other chunk and I bring yeah, it absolutely. up to it's... preach to the choir a little bit yeah. um, in myself of forgiveness is the garment of our courage, the power to make peace. We long to know, mm-hmm. open up our eyes to see the wounds that bind mm-hmm. and all of humankind, all of humankind. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, who, Who's really good at actually forgiving people? Like, you. It's a problem you know for you. I don't understand. <laughs> yes, it's just about me. Yeah. I'm sure. Did somebody um, not look into your eyes during a benediction at yeah, some point? You know? Oh man, rudeness, rudeness. So rude. No, but really, like, to truly forgive someone that's no. hurt you, 100 percent. To not hold on to any little bit of grudge or, um, just hurt or anger or whatever it is that you know that emotion you kind of cling to 
I think is something that we don't always do a good job of like talking about how do you Mm. actually let it go. And so I love that propaganda uses it not from this place of weakness, because I think so many times when we talk about forgiveness, we see it as this like, oh, if you were the one to like actually genuinely forgive, like you're kind of the weaker person. Mm. Um, Doormat, you know, just letting people walk over you. Versus Mm -hmm. like for him, it's this, it's, Forgiveness is the garment of our courage. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's, and, it's the strength. Yes, wow, it's the yeah. strength. And okay. then it's paired in the very next line of it's the power of peace. And I actually love, I loved, love that. Like yeah. if we long for a peace, like we can make it be so um, by the power of our forgiveness. Yeah, and, and, and this is from the, if you listen to the non-propaganda version, this is the single verse that gets dropped in with the chorus over and over again. So I think it's intended, if we look at it structurally, yeah. to to be a part of that mantra, right? Because mm-hmm. you've got those first three lines that you have so beautifully uh, brought to our attention. Forgiveness is the garment of our courage, the power to make the peace that we long to know, right? It's sort of, we hold it up. Uh-huh. And then we ask ourselves the question, now how on earth are we going to get there? Mm-hmm. It's like we hold this up and know of its power, know of its importance, know of its beauty. And then then we begin a prayer functionally for the rest of the verse, right? Yeah. Open up our eyes to see the wounds that bind humankind. Help us see mm-hmm. the brokenness in ourselves and in each other, not in a judgmental way, but in a uniting way, a connecting way, a, a real way. And then the second sort of prayer there, right? May our shuttered hearts Ugh. greet the dawn of life. That's my favorite lyric. With is charity and hearts. love. Yeah. Well, and I just love the greet the dawn of life with charity. I mean, you know, it's just all so so good. It's great. Um, when, when I was listening to this, so uh, this past weekend uh, was uh, Bible camp, Eglin Lake yeah, camp, and yeah. um, we sent some kiddos there. And my husband was the one who you know does the programming for it. And since this was his first one, there's a couple things like. Uh, menial tasks that needed to get done and so a couple nights before I was sitting um, at our couch putting name tags into um, little plastic holders for all the kids and adults that would come better than moving tables and chairs but yeah you know same thing but you know that kind of thing you can watch something while you're doing so I decided it was a good time to rewatch the uh Lord of the Rings trilogy, oh. and I watched two of them back to back to be able to it's stuff like all the hours. extended versions. Or uh, yeah, I watched both extended okay, versions. I watched the first one and the second one back to back. I did a work day of just putting name tags into. Yes, I want you all to pity me. No, I'm just kidding. Right. No, but I <laughs> bring all that up just to say that, like, when I when I heard that line when listening to this for today, um, of Mayor Shutter hearts greet the dawn of life um it reminded me of the moment where um in the two in the twin towers where they're held up in helms deep right they think this is the end the for towers. humanity what did i say the twin towers the very, twin towers calls up a very different it does thing. Sorry. It's okay. And just to note, you can look at me all you want in this. You're not going to get a face of recognition. Oh, on, I'm not so. going to. Okay. You're not a Tolkien you're not guy? Oh, my gosh. Are you a Narnia guy? Did you ever read the Narnia? So, I mean. Oh, my what? Yeah. We've you got can't be neither. We've got Lord of Rings. You have, and we have Narnia to get. Oh. Was it on ESPN gotta, in my childhood? Oh, my God. That's my least favorite thing oh. you've ever said. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> All right, Keith, you got to okay. stay in your eyes now. Okay, okay Keith. We're going to need to do some I'm eye gazing sports, after this. I'm not going to look at sports Daniel. I'm going to talk here. to <laughs> Kiefer in this moment. Okay. okay. Well, there's this moment where, where this grand battle has been happening, and we truly, you feel the hopelessness that's happened, um, and that you think that this is the end. And it's a moment where there's two kings in this room, um, they have retreated as far as they can go, and the doors are being pounded down. And mm. um, Aragorn turns to the other king who is just saying, this is it. This is the We're end. We're done. And Aragorn says, ride out with me. Wow. Like, if this may be the end, ride out with me. Mm. These two kings that uh, come from these two different places, Aragorn not accepting his kinghood at that point, but these two cities that have broken with each other. Um, and so for these two kings to say, ride out with me, um, is just such a powerful moment. And then from this window where they're held up, this one window, you see the first rays of the sunlight. Mm. And it harkens back to Aragorn that um, Gandalf, the win- wizard, said, on the fifth day at sunrise, look east. And so as they ride out thinking this is the end and the dawn is coming, Aragorn remembers to look east and uh, Gandalf arrives with mm. an army that saves the day and it kind is of thing. The the to this day, the best cinematic like thing when they when he comes over the mountain. Yeah. If you've seen these movies, you know what I'm talking about, where it's just Gandalf for a moment. And, and then he's you see the rider come up in next white, to him with white hair on a white horse <sighs> and, and the sunlight all, crest. And then they all charge down the mountain. Oh yeah. my god. It's the is it is cinematic brilliance. Yeah. It, yeah. It's so amazing. may our shuddered hearts greet the dawn. Like it feels like that moment. And I think there is something so powerful when there has been so much, whether it's a need to forgive someone, right? Like there's mm. a sin in that. And there's a sin in having that enemy that you need to be able to call your brother, mm-hmm. right? That there is this really dark, mass writhing pit mm. of orcs, maybe, um, <laughs> that, that have gathered, but that God's hope will always say, look east. Mm. Uh, yeah, that there is always a possibility uh, of new beginning, new life, new uh, newness of hope mm-hmm. in, in every place. Thank you for joining us today on the Gather, Grow, Go podcast. I'm Pastor Daniel. I'm Pastor Melissa. And I'm Jess Kiefer. And once again, we would like to thank you all for listening to this podcast, for sharing this podcast, for liking it, for doing all of the things for it. Uh, it we, we just love having this conversation, and we love that you guys get to be a part of this conversation. Um, and uh, again, the best way you can help this podcast reach more people and bring more people into the fold and into the conversation um, is by leaving reviews um, in on SoundCloud and on Apple Podcasts, yeah, and hopefully other platforms soon. But leaving reviews is the best way um, to get us out there. Hopefully positive reviews, but you know, go off be if you honest. need to. <laughs> um, yeah, be be totally honest. But yes, that that is we would much appreciate uh, seeing reviews and, and comments and really actually seeing you in a part of this conversation. Know that if you do leave a hyper negative comment, we will invite you into the office to stare into <laughs> our eyes for four minutes and Eye then gazing. give you a, a chance to revise. Uh, 
your opinion after you've looked into the face of your enemy <laughs> and found a brother or sister <laughs> along the, the way. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> this Grab week a we, stranger this week and look into their eyes for four, <laughs> four minutes. minutes in a non-creepy way. Um, now that no, not gonna happen. But now that we have gathered together, we do have an invitation to grow. I, I invite you into the particularity. Anytime you feel pulled or stretched or nudged to want to paint with big, broad brushes about someone who agrees with you or disagrees with you, somebody who you are tempted to to feel one way or another about, I, I'm begging you to descend into the particularity. To find someone who is, who is different than you, who disagrees with you, and look into the face of your neighbor. And I pray that as you do, you will find a brother or a sister, a fellow beloved child of God. And now go, receive this benediction, this blessing that's meant to be lived out as you go this week. As you go, know that 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 group that perhaps you're a little afraid of, perhaps that the news channel you prefer paints in broad strokes, that Jesus loves them. As you go, know that that individual that you just can't really look at, that perhaps there's some forgiveness being asked for. Jesus loves them. Know that as you go and you see yourself staring back at you in the mirror for all of who you are, perhaps even the flaws that you don't like to acknowledge outward or inward. Jesus loves you. May you go in peace this week. Amen. Amen. Amen.